Well, I want to thank you for being here, Chase. Uh, thanks so much for making the time to be with us today. And uh, our audience would be our missionary friends, uh, different ones that are out there serving the Lord. And so we want to give them words of encouragement, maybe ideas, maybe different things that God will use in their life. Um, just last Friday, we have a missions class every Friday. Um, last Friday, you shared several different key points on learning a language. And um, right now, that's what you're doing. You kind of grew up in South Africa, but you are uh, learning a new language and new culture. And so I want to ask you today, maybe if you would, uh, maybe we could talk through some of those different things. So why don't you begin sharing, uh, maybe introduce yourself first, and uh, then begin sharing those different goals, those different points, nuggets that you have on learning a language. Absolutely. Uh, so my uh, my name is Chase Southerd. I'm learning the Klosa language. I've been doing so for the past few months. And uh, I wouldn't say that I'm uh, a veteran at it. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, but I, I wrote down some points that uh, I, I've learned along the way. Uh, and uh, I just start by saying that you got you to gotta set realistic goals whenever learning a language. Right. Uh, you can't shoot for sky high and expect to learn the language in you know, two months. Right. Uh, that's just not how, how language works. Uh, but uh, I, I wrote down some things here. Uh, as you begin learning the language, you gotta you gotta realize that uh, every language is different, but uh, the the key principles are pretty much the same. Right. Whenever it comes to learning it, uh, you gotta you gotta be consistent and in, in learning the language. You gotta be consistent when practicing the language. Uh, if you're just doing it every every other uh, every other day or every couple of days, uh, it's gonna be a lot harder to learn the language. Uh, should you practice every day, eight hours a day? Um, uh, and I always say, just keep swimming. Uh, just keep showing up. Just keep, <laughs> just keep going. Uh, just keep practicing. Uh, there's gonna be times that you don't feel like it. There's gonna be times sure. that people are laughing at you, uh, and uh, you really just want to go home. Uh, along with culture shock, uh, there's a lot of things going on uh, on the mission field that might hinder you from wanting to practice language. Right. Especially in South Africa, there's a dynamic of the colonial language being English, so it could be very easy for you to live life without actually learning Kosa. But if you want to reach the majority of the people. It's, it's a necessary uh, thing to do. Um, Chase, allow me to stop you there. The uh, realistic goals, I, I think that's very important key point here because it's not necessarily, um, and sometimes we play the comparison game of, uh, well, man, if I was learning this language, I could probably do it. Um, you know, Afrikaans would be a lot easier for you to learn. Um, they say for, I saw a scale of languages for English speakers to learn and they have um, green, yellow, red. And they say in the green, and some of those were, Afrikaans and German for an English speaker. And so then you have the romantic language, Italian and Portuguese and Spanish. And But anyway, they would go through those. And as you go through those, um, it said, you know, you could learn it in a shorter amount of time, the yellow. But the goal was through that is you could still learn them. So you can't learn all of them maybe in six months, but you still can learn them. So the realistic goal, I think, as you mentioned, you're not going to learn it in two months. Let's not be silly. You'll never learn it without having an accent or speaking perfect, you know. And um, I mean, there might be somebody out there, but uh, we don't know them, you know. And so that realistic goals, I think you're right, because if we set unrealistic goals, we set ourselves up for failure, and then we're just ready to throw in the towel and quit, right? Sure. And so uh, uh, continue on. I just wanted to throw that in there because there are different levels, and some literally are harder than others. And uh, sure. I don't know where scale-wise yours is, but I know, you know, any language that's not your language, 
is a difficult language. That's it. <laughs> and uh, so it's not so easy to get. But, you know, keep on, as you said, keep on swimming. Keep on uh, keep on learning, right? Yes, sir. And uh, just a little practical thing. I, I remember when we first got to South Africa and we started trying to learn the language, my wife would come home very frustrated. Uh, she's doing an amazing job, by the way. Uh, she's going to learn it way better than I am. But she came home like the second day that we were there. And she's, she's mad that she didn't learn 10 sentences. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to go with 10 sentences. I'm like, I, I, I'm trying to go for two words today. <laughs> We're going with survival. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that, uh, I guess that goal that she wanted uh, brought frustration because it wasn't sure. a realistic goal. And so that's the importance of uh, trying to set those realistic goals. Uh, but just, just keep going out and practicing. Keep talking. When culture shock hits you, uh, you want to stay quiet with the pe- uh, when people are laughing at you. But just force yourself out of the bubble. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me, at least, is, is not to just close up. Um, another thing that I said is uh, to be intentional about being with the locals. Yeah. Uh, you know, every, uh, almost every mission field that I've been to, there's been a bunch of other missionaries uh, somewhere within the city. Sure. And so if you're not careful, you can go and uh, be attracted to other people because they're Americans like you, you know. Uh, you want to be around people that understand your culture. Right. Uh, but if you do that, it's going to hinder you uh, from sure. actually learning the culture and actually learning the language. Uh, you got to be intentional to be with the locals as much as possible. Um, also, be patient. Uh, be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. Uh, culture shock. Uh, really does hit you, and it makes you want to criticize everything in the world. Sure. Uh, but if you're patient enough, you realize that there's some really cool things about uh, about the language and about the culture. Uh, something that I told uh, some people that's really cool about the Kosa language is they don't say boil water. Uh, instead, they actually say make the water sweat. Uh, and, uh, it's actually, I mean, it's <laughs> kind of cool good, yeah. uh, to see stuff like that. Uh, but uh, it, don't be too hard on yourself if you make mistakes in the the culture sure. and in the language. I mean, if these people really know that you care, then they're not gonna they're not gonna be super offended by it. Sure. Uh, I tell people just uh, be a goldfish whenever this stuff happens, uh, because a goldfish only has a thirty second uh, memory span, and so if you mess up, just thirty seconds later, just forget it and just keep going, just push forward. Uh, that's really helped me because uh, I'm a I'm a talker. I mess up all the time in the the culture, uh, but the guys know that I really do care about them. I yeah. care about getting the gospel to the people, Good. and so they uh, they're very gracious with me and patient with me. Um, now I will say the accent I think is very important, especially in the the Kosa language. Uh, this is probably argumentative, uh, but uh, at least in the Kosa language, I've had people say. Either learn the accent or don't learn it at all. Uh, because uh, especially, I think, with tonal languages as well, uh, which there's a, a specific, t- I guess, art form to sure. the tone in Tosa, it's um, it, it's really important because if you don't speak it like that, it could mean another language. Uh, or, uh, excuse another me, another word. word. Yeah, yes, sir. For sure. Uh, so uh, I, I wouldn't practice this with you right now because I'd probably mess it up and get called <laughs> out. Uh, but uh, the accent is very, very important. Uh, so don't push that aside. Uh, but try to work on that. And how have you learned um, accent, Chase? I, I think that's a very good point. Now, we might never become perfect in a language, but um, we could do that through mimicking, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so w- what are some some ways that you've worked on your accent to help maybe whoever's listening? We've got a, a people that are learning all kinds of different languages, so they're, they're, they're unique. But sure. how can they learn that accent? 
uh, I took some phonetics classes in the training center uh, okay. that really helped me, uh, as well as on my six month internship uh, in, in Peru, South America. Okay, and uh, they they really helped me focus with my vowels. I think that's one of the biggest things yeah. that's different between you know English and other languages, sure. because an A is not just an ah, it's an ah. And we just move our, our mouth up and down. But, okay. And I, I, you know Spanish, so you know you, you kind of lock, lock your jaw a little bit more uh, right. than you would in English. Uh, but take some phonetics classes. Ask the, ask the locals, ask the nationals how to actually pronounce it and go over it a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, and even then, uh, you're probably still not going to sound like them. But uh, it, if you practice it, practice perfect practice makes perfect. And right. so just keep, keep practicing, keep trying to uh, do that. Yeah, I think um, I, I would certainly not know uh, your language and others, but uh, the little that I know in, in Spanish, it would be the vowels. And if you, the A-E-I-O-U, and if you say those over and over, uh, and so I think that's helpful uh, for whatever language uh, you'd be learning. But I think there's also a mimicking, and that's what kids do, right? I mean, they, they might say things that parents do. They might uh, repeat, whether it's political slogans or whatever it is, um, until it becomes their own. And if we mimic a lot of what's going on, it you know, we sound just like them or we're attempting to sound just like them. And that helps in a lot of ways. You know, later you get your own way, but it only comes through that, you know, they learn that from their parents. So mimicking is a big deal. And uh, I think you're right. I think work on that accent. You know, a lot of American speakers, maybe you had Spanish or French through high school, and then you get somewhere and you're like, they don't speak the same way. No, they speak the same way. You just, the way you read it in a textbook and the mm-hmm. way it sounds is totally different. And, to, you know, so work on that accent part. I, I agree with that. No, that's that's good. I remember my little sister, Addison, uh, she used to say, with Fwijawaita. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's cute at the very beginning. And, right. But after a while, you're like, hey, say it right. <laughs> It's refrigerator, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's that's what's going to happen in language learning. Sure. Yep, At you're first, right. you're going to say something silly, and then uh, uh, later on, they're going to tell it's you. It's not so silly. Yeah, it's not yeah. so silly. Stop <laughs> saying it like that, yeah. and you'll just get better by then. So good. What else we got? So I also said uh, you're going to at least with Vision Baptist Missions, we're going to be under a veteran missionary, and uh, whenever that happens, I want to I want to ask you guys just to. To continue uh, listening to the lead missionary, uh, do whatever he says. He's been through uh, what you're going through right now, and so try to do that. Be a learner in every way, and try to be as teachable as possible. Uh, ask the missionaries questions. Ask the locals questions about the culture. Uh, ask them if you're saying stuff right, uh, because a lot of cultures I know they're very nice and they don't want to offend you. So if you say something wrong, they might not necessarily correct you until you say, right. "Hey, please, please, please help me." And uh, I, I know that that's helped me go a long way. Uh, but last thing I, I think I'd say is just make the country your home. Yeah, uh, this is a big thing. I know I grew up in South Africa, but I could have easily chosen uh, to make it a lot worse for me. I could have said, you know, I've been in the States for 13 years. I don't want to be here in South Africa. Uh, but if you, if you do that, then you're not going to stay on the field very long. Sure. Uh, you're going to leave. I've seen many, many missionaries leave the country of South Africa uh, just simply because they didn't make it their home. They didn't push to learn the cultures, uh, as it's so diverse there. Um, but if you if you see South Africa as your home, then it's not just going to be a temporary dwelling place where you're just getting the gospel and leaving. Uh, that's where you're going to want to go. Yeah. Right now, I'm here in the States recording this with you, but uh, I long to get back to South Africa. And it's because it's my home. 
Sure. Uh, my wife, uh, she calls it home now too. Good. Uh, and I love that. But when you make it your home, uh, you're going to stop counting the days to where you, you're coming back to the States on a furlough. Um, you'll begin to make friends in the language. Culture shock will begin to fade uh, because it's not just uh, in another culture. This is beginning to be your culture, Amen. you know. Uh, so uh, just learn to deal with that stuff and, and make the country your home. So, uh, Chase, you said a whole lot of things about language. Uh, the very last thing that you said um, specifically is make that your home. And so we only have a couple more minutes before I want to um, conclude this episode. Um, maybe in the last couple minutes, maybe you could tell us some practical ways that you and your wife have made it home for you. How have you helped your wife make it home? How have, how has she made it home for her? Um, how do you get in that mentality? Because that would be the goal of a missionary. Of course they want to. And, uh, you know, I don't think that anybody that leaves maybe um, prematurely would want to leave or even plan to leave. Uh, nevertheless, that can happen if we're very disgruntled. So how do we make that our home where God has placed us? Sure. Um, you know, you can you can have a couch and a bed, any any country that you want. Sure. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily make something a home. Uh, but I really, I believe that it's it's the relationships that you make. Right. Uh, because if, if you don't have any friends, you're not going to want to be there. Uh, at least I won't. Uh, I, I base everything around uh, my relationships. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but uh, I, I just remember um, uh, my wife trying to make friends. And so that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've got practical things like we now have our, our favorite restaurant and our favorite coffee shop and good. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing is just uh, making those friends, yeah. uh, getting out of your comfort zone. Because uh, my wife, I mean, she texts people uh, right now, texting her friends, and they're like, good. we miss you. We can't wait for you to get back. You were supposed yeah, to get amen. back Tuesday. Uh, and that really makes you want to. Uh, want to go back, you know, sure. uh, a coffee shop doesn't want to make you go to another country sure. necessarily and stay there. Uh, but uh, friends will. Yeah. Amen. Well, there'll be a lot of those different things. I, I've heard a study that um, why people, and it's changed throughout the years, interesting enough, um, a study of why people belong or stay at a specific church. Some would say um, maybe because of a pastor, the preaching. Some would say because of their friends there. Some would say because of the group that they're in, maybe the life group, the Sunday school class or whatever. Some would say there's a lot of different reasons, but I think it's each one of those are small roots that are put in so that when you pull up the entire plant, you know, there's there's roots on this side for the preaching, roots on this side. Well, the same thing. So if you find the benefits of your country, you know, cheaper ice cream or better coffee or, you know, and I've got my friends that are there. That's another route. And then, uh, man, we love our house that's there. That's another route. Now, one, not one of those things are going to keep you there, but all those things together will help you feel comfortable. I used to tell my wife, uh, we moved from um, being in college together in Tennessee. We moved down to Georgia, and we stayed in Georgia, did our deputation here. And from Georgia, we moved to Peru, and from Peru to Argentina, and now we serve in the U.S. And uh, I told my wife, wherever I've got sweet tea, chocolate chip cookies, and you, my wife, I said, those three things, I'm fine. I don't care where we're at. You know, the brick and mortar can be absolutely anywhere. I don't really care. But as we're wherever God has placed us, we find other things that become part of our root system. Mm. And those roots help us to thrive where God has, has planted us. Sure. Um, and, and so you've, you know, you're, you're now thriving where God has planted. And that's a beautiful thing. Your wife is happy. You are happy. 
Uh, you have a house, you have a place, you have friends. And I think wherever God puts any of us, we can thrive. We can lay down a whole lot of the root system and we can better serve the Lord where God has placed us. And when we're happy where God has placed us, we seem to do ministry better and life better and marriage better and everything seems to go a lot better. So Chase, I appreciate your time. Um, we need to close out this segment. We'll continue another one later. Uh, but I appreciate you very much. Appreciate your wife and I appreciate what God is doing through you in, in South Africa. Thank you, Jeff.